Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla, and thank you for joining us this morning. Before we begin, let's pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for who you are, Lord, that you show us loving kindness and long-suffering, Lord, that you give us compassion, Lord, and you show us mercy and grace. We ask that you will guide us through this discussion this morning, Lord, and minister to each and every one of us our needs, God, by your Holy Spirit, and we just welcome your presence into this place, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study of the Word, and particularly right now, in the book of Ephesians. So thank you for joining us, and we are continuing, as we said, in Ephesians chapter 3, covering verses 14 through 21. So if you are first joining us, or joining us for the first time, or rejoining us, either way, I want to recommend and encourage that you pause the episode now and just take the time and opportunity to read that section of scripture just to make things easier to follow along with in the discussion. Amen? Amen. 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 Okay. And at this time, we're going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you or to ask any questions that you might have. So who'd like to begin? I would. Okay, LaCharles. What the Lord was sharing with me was that when we look inside of verse 20, we see something very interesting where he talks about how the Lord's able to sl- supply everything, um, more than everything we could ever think of or tell him that we need. That's something that we have to consider that most times in our own lives, it is us limiting the Lord on what he can do for us. While we may not do so willingly, meaning that we're, saying stuff that's contrary to what the lord is saying but sometimes the lord asks me to think bigger than what i'm thinking in the moment like mm-hmm. when i he, i ask the lord for something he tells me to ask for something bigger because that's only so minuscule mm-hmm. and i feel like that's all the lord could do but that's not what he can all he can do he can do greater things than we can even possibly dream of mm-hmm. um and also that's something that should be building up our faith is that all the things that we bring before the lord the lord's able to take care of it He's not limited to a select few miracles or um, possibilities that you have to choose from, but he's able to do everything that he needs to get done. And by whatever means he chooses to be to get it done by. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for for people that they can limit the Lord and how they work in their lives. Mommy, that's something that you talked to us about and how we're not supposed to be telling the Lord that we only believe it occurs in a certain um, way or manner like a purple rainbow mm-hmm. or a purple rainbow or a blue moon. Mm-hmm. And then we'll understand that the Lord is talking to us. That's limiting the Lord and the way he wants to talk to us. Sometimes he wants to talk to you face. Actually, most times he wants to talk to you directly. Amen to that. Um, the, the difficulty that we have at times is because we want to control the outcome <laughs> and keep it in our hands. Well, if we decide to keep the matter in our own hands, then we are 
absolutely limited to our own power and ability. And then uh, I think that's when people really start to be tempted to, uh, you know, steal, lie, cheat, to do other things to accomplish their goal because they don't have the ability to do it on their own. But if you ask God, um, that is one of the caveats. When we submit ourselves to his kingdom, we are submitting ourselves to his way of doing things. And it's not a dangerous submission. You know, this is, you never have to worry that it's going to be a negative or poor or a bad outcome, but there is a high chance it won't come about the way you think, I'm air quoting around think, it should because the natural carnal mind thinks in terms of how humans do things. Well, God is always and only going to offer his best. He's going to do what's right. He's by his standard. He's going to do what's needful. He's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. And as and at the end of that verse is according to the power that works in us. So we know that the fullness of the Godhead dwells in us when we become believers, but will we allow him to work? Mm -hmm. Will we allow him to do all that he would like to do for us and then change our mindset so that we're satisfied with his vision for us and his outcome that he desires or try to keep a hold of it and squeeze it, you know, like a a little boy looking at a frog that he captured. Are we going to try to do that to God and keep peering in our hands? Or, you know, squeeze the little bird until there's no life in it. Are we going to let God be God and see all the beauty and the wonder and the fullness of what he wants to do? Amen. So uh, I love what both of you had to share, right? Because it extends one of the things we were discussing in the previous episode, which was about refinement and having an understanding of what refinement in the Lord actually is. Right? Yes. yes. So where is Paul when he's writing this? In prison, I think. In Rome. He's in Rome, in prison, yes. Now the Lord has still done amazing things, as he always does, right? Mm-hmm. In the life of Paul. And he's definitely blessed him and benefited him. And Paul is writing in verse 13 about tribulations, right? And encouraging others not to lose heart in his tribulations. Mm-hmm. Why? Because in the natural mind, that makes no sense. Why is the person going through the tribulations, encouraging others, and exhorting them not to quit, not to not to give up, not to lose heart? Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Why? Because humans often have a, a, a natural way that we think the story should end. We want to put a happy ending on mm-hmm. it by that's happy by our terms. That makes us feel, and our emotions feel pretty, feel nice, feel good, and that we... Um, again, what we think should happen. But when we just let God write the story, tell the story that, I'm sorry, tell the story he's already written, right? Because it's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. All those books that are in heaven contain information, details, instructions. So when we let God tell the story and we just sit back to look for his outcome, you won't be disappointed. But when you start trying to put your hand around the pencil and rewrite what's already been written, or alter what the Lord wants to do, then it becomes a fight between you and God. And now you're disappointed because you don't like his outcome. So for Paul to actually be in shackles when maybe they wanted him to come and visit, or maybe they thought, you know, he would be released and just be able to go free. 
or, or as you were saying, have not even been arrested in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Just go through the rest of his life on this flowery bed of ease, if you will. Mm-hmm. On a, a journey that looks like what we think it should. Him just preaching on soapboxes, traveling as he had done previously from place to place, because that's what they had known mm-hmm. before. But Paul has come to this realization and recognition of what is happening, what the Lord is doing in and through him, right? Yes. He is being refined. Now, we've got to understand a couple things, right? In Matthew chapter 5, let me get there real quick. Verse 45, it says this. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, what is the rain? They're blessings and benefits of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Dad. The Lord provides his blessings and his benefits to all, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. He just said it. Rains on both the righteous and the unrighteous, or the just and the unjust, depending on your translation. Now, there is the other element and aspect to that, because we're very quick, as Christians or believers, to accept and receive and even apply these benefit benefits that get we get blessed with right that just the lord rains down on us mm-hmm. very quick uh, and, and whatever it is right it could be something uh, as small as a, a smaller utility bill right or it could be something as big as someone gifting someone a, a house or a car or right mm-hmm. anything okay yes we're often very quick to accept and receive those blessings and benefits. But that's not all the Lord is about. Notice how it begins with, you will be sons of your Father in heaven. Isn't that exactly what we are called and encouraged to be in Romans 8, 28? Yes. 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 We're called to be conformed to the image of Christ. Well, if that's the case, then we must be refined, right? Yes. Now, there's a number of scriptures for this. What is the Romans, the book of Romans? Can I get a volunteer to read the first five verses, please? Of Romans 5, right? Yes. I'll read it. Please, promise. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom also we have success by faith into this grace in which we sorry, stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who, has, who was given to us. Amen. So... What is Paul talking about there? The development of the body. Which comes through what? Refinement. Refinement. Trials and tribulations equals a a refining. 
Or you can look all the way back in Jeremiah 6. And in there, the Lord talks about a refining of his people. He says the, in verse 29 and 30, The bellows blow fiercely. The lead is consumed by the fire. The smelter refines in vain, for the wicked are not drawn off. People will call them rejected silver because the Lord has rejected them. The refining goes on in vain, which means the things, the impurities found within are never, or the, what's known as the dross in metal, is never scraped off. Well, Paul is saying that he is having his the dross scraped off, those things that, as he says in other places in Scripture, right? The very thing I don't want to do, I do, right? Yes, that, yes. Again, he doesn't want to do them, but that's an impurity. That's something, a flaw, a spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Mm-hmm. But he's saying the Lord is refining him, and that is being scraped off, which means he's not doing it anymore, right? James says it in a different way. Uh, can I get a volunteer to read James 1, verses 2 through 4, please? I'll read that. All right, LaCharles. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Okay. Is James not writing about the exact same thing? He yes. is. Going through trials. And what is the trials? What is that process? It's a refining. It's not when things are going great and perfect that you see the true nature and character of someone. It's when the heat is turned up, when there's pressure, that you see someone's true nature character and attributes that brings it forth right it's, yes it is. it's heightened if you will it comes out with i'll say great great force that you are unable to hide it and this happens everywhere throughout scripture you can look at job and i think job is um you know he says something very interesting to his wife and this is after he's already lost seemingly everything right and now joe's wife had said to him do you still keep your integrity right do you still follow god curse god and die essentially is what she's saying but joe's response is this you speak as a foolish woman speaks he told her should we accept from god only good and not adversity in all this job did not send him what he said now there's two things to to recognize there job is being refined he understood that. His, he misunderstood where it was coming from. Everybody got that? Yes. yes. He incorrectly apply, applied it to the Lord, but he knew this was a testing, a trying, a refining that was happening in and for him. And as, as you get to the end of that book, the book of Job, he, he talks about how he has grown, right? How he has come to new new knowledge, new revelation about the Lord, but also in his personal life. The fear that opened up the doorway for things that gave the enemy access into his life was now removed, right? Yes. Yes. And you see the results of that at the very end. So for us, we too must understand the point and purpose of the refining, right? Ultimately, it's to make us more like Christ, is to remove those things, those impurities, 
from our life, things that take away from the Lord, His nature, His character, His attributes, Him, the Lord, working in and through us, where we become conformed to His image. Does that make sense? Yes. yes sir. So let's also understand what it produces. And the, the quick version is, it produces the exact same things as the blessings and the benefits. When we receive those things that he showers us with, right? Yes. Or as we, we read, it rain, he rains down on both the just and the unjust, right? Yes. Do they not give us peace and joy and, and a, a whole lot of these other things that we attribute to fruit of the Spirit? Yes. Yes. Okay. When we are refined, when we come through the refining, does it not produce those exact same things? Yes. Yes, Dad. So our Lord is not just one way. He's not one-sided or one-dimensional. He's not a one-trick pony. He is a clearly a master planner, right? Yes, yes. Very systematic and very methodical. So while he is blessing us, he is also refining us. Doesn't John the Baptist say the same thing? It says, hey, look, the axe is laid at the root of the tree. Right? Yes. Yes, Dad. Who chops down a tree by its root? People that want to get rid of said tree? No. 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 Anybody, if you have an axe, you chop it down and there's always a stump left that must be ground or burned up, right? If you're going to get yes. rid of said tree. So no, the axe being laid at the root of the trees is about a refining and a, a removing of those roots that are not rooted and grounded in love, which is Christ, that don't reflect his nature, character, and attributes that are literally harming the tree. Yes, Dan. And just like, I'll say, a refining or a cleaning out, right? They must be, up, those things that don't reflect him must be uprooted, but then replaced with truth so the tree can grow up strong and healthy. And that is also us. So, don't become weary in the refining. Understand its point and its purpose and what the Lord is doing in and through that. The refining ultimately produces the exact same blessings and benefits as what we have been so quick to accept and receive from the Lord. And I would say maybe it's there's there is a strong difference between those the the rain that comes down that's an external but the refining yes. is an internal. Exactly. The the refining produces your character that is able to stand that has the peace of God. Mm-hmm. Right? That's an internal thing. The peace of God is not external. That's why he doesn't give like the world gives temporary circumstances. But what he gives cannot be taken by anyone else. Amen. And it is enduring and everlasting fruit when we allow him to cultivate on the inside of us. And that's the point of having healthy roots. Yes, the, the leaves get the benefit, but that makes the tree able to stand when the wind blows. That makes the branches healthy. That makes the tree able to produce fruit that's good and not rotten. Or um, the tree be, versus the tree being unable to produce or bear fruit, like the fig tree mm-hmm. yes, in the Gospels. Yes. Amen. So, so I know there's a lot in there. So let, let's pause there for today. And we'll continue this or resume again tomorrow or the Amen. next episode. So can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please?
I will. I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us the opportunity to be one with you, Lord, and that you show us the areas that need to be addressed, Lord, so that we can go and address them, Lord, so that in the end we're not separated from you. Lord, I also just thank you for showing us how to correct those areas, Lord, so that we can actually go and correct them. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.